We hold these truths to be self-evident. Four score and seven years ago. Ask not what your country can do for you. Just do it. Where's the beef? And if your erection lasts more than four hours. These famous phrases make you instantly think of a message. How are you coming across to your customers? At ULOF Creative, we are marketing experts, targeted marketing tacticians that develop and deliver your message right to where it'll be most effective. On the marketing checklist, we make it simple for entrepreneurs just like you to get a leg up on your competition. And now, live on tape from 4,500 feet above sea level, surrounded by the powerful red rocks of Sedona, Arizona, let's start crossing things off the marketing, marketing checklist. checklist. Welcome into the marketing checklist. Uh, we're, we're here every week. We talk about how to find the right message for the right people and put it at the right timing and placing and all that good stuff. Uh, we, we got word last week that, that our downloads are into the four high four figures. So thanks. <laughs> Keep up the great work. Keep up the great work. Thanks for listening. Good job. All of that. Oh, so today we are we're pre-recording our pre-recorded show. <laughs> uh, we were in Los Angeles uh, the last few days. Uh, we took a we took a course that our coach uh, teaches called Pitch Secrets Mastery. Uh, James Melanchak is um, was ABC Secret Millionaire, and we've been he's been a one of our coaches for about a year, and he put this course on in conjunction with Kevin Harrington, uh, who you will know as the the original shark on Shark Tank. He was the first one that they picked to be on Shark Tank. So uh, we were interviewed by Kevin. Uh, we had our, our pitch positively critiqued by Kevin. <laughs> um, it, was, it was a very, very good few days. Uh, very enjoyable. Mm. Of course, we stayed in an Airbnb that had no hot water, but that's a whole other story. That was not their fault. Really? No. <laughs> oh, I think it was the Airbnb. Yeah, right. It's the Airbnb fault. Yeah, I met James and Kevin. You know, this is the second time we've, we've done the Airbnb thing where we've had issues water-wise. So you save money, but hmm, mm. nothing like going to the Best Western in, in Canoga Park at, at Van Owen and Winnetka, I'll tell you. I know. If only we could get that right everywhere. No kidding. <laughs> or that service or that quality. It's awesome. So uh, that was that was up till Friday. Then Saturday we taught a class for SCORE and hit the road and now we're back in, in Sedona. Uh, this was, it was a, a great course. Uh, if I could, if you're going to share, if you're going to share one or two things that you took away from Pitch Mastery, what would be the biggest things that, mm. that come to you? He asks on the fly instead of letting me think about it. Well, I, you know what? I'll let you think about it. You know, uh, for me, it, it was, you know, there is always the idea that when we are pitched something from people, and and I'll I'll give you an example. Uh, somebody that was selling a a marketing tactic, um, it sends out a signal that kicks into your phone. That's just the briefest way I can put it without getting sued. <laughs> and when I met the, the person that was selling it, it was buy this, 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 buy this. And about 20 minutes into it, it was, oh, and what do you do? There was no, 
you know, who, what's in it for me kind of a thing. And, and you, uh, we heard, we've heard this before, but it, it, it's always good to be, to be kicked in that, uh, all of our clients and your clients that are listening, they're, they're all listening to radio station WIIFM. And that stands for what's in it for me. And if we're not putting our, our buyer first, you know, what do they need? Then it doesn't really matter what we're selling if you're not approaching everything from their point of view. So to me, to having that very much reinforced several different ways in this, in this course was really important to me. It is important. I was trying to think of something new and I actually couldn't think of anything new that we hadn't heard or taught before. Um, I mean, there are plenty of things that were great reinforcers, but I don't, I don't, mm. nothing, I mean, without going through my notes, which I don't have my notes, I don't even know, I know. my notebook. I, right it now, just, it just came to me. And I, I don't I'd even know what, there's nothing that stuck in my head as a new thing without looking through my notes to go, oh yeah, that. Yeah. One of the questions I asked, uh, Kevin Harrington, because he has brought so many different products to market and it's, he's been responsible for products that have, you know, like 5 billion in sales and he talks in when he talks about his story he talks about the first product that he saw was the the ginzu knives that was the first tv thing but i asked him so how did you know you had the skill you know what was it and it turns out he had been a a a business broker before that he he was used to looking at a business from all points of view then you know the numbers of course and which are are most really important all the numbers you know Profit, loss, types of clients, number of sales, you know, average, average length of time you keep a client, um, what's the, the lifetime value of a client. So he's, he's very much used to looking at that when looking at a business. And I think that if you turn that around and think of your own clients when you're looking at pitching, um, when you're looking at soliciting, when you're looking at selling, uh, I think that's something that we should all keep in mind is what is, you know, what do they need from us? And, and it's so basic, but so many people, when we were listening to the pitches, because you know, everybody got a chance to do a pitch, you know, the last day, uh, so many of them kind of forgot that, that what's in it for me. Or another part I noticed that a lot of them used notes and couldn't do the basic even the basics of what they do. Well, here's so here was my takeaway on on that line of thought. Okay. Is so many went up with notes mm-hmm. trying to to per, because Kevin it's Kevin Harrington. I know, pretty, you know. And and James, I mean, it's not not to detract from James <laughs> except that most of the people in the room already knew James and so the mystique of James sort of was yes. washed away, whereas Kevin Harrington, it's still, oh my yeah. God, it's Kevin Harrington. Yeah. James, James is only responsible, I know, for $20 million of sales from the, from the stage. You know, not a, not a bad No, not it's bad not, not bad at all. But, but we all, yeah, we but, all have relationships But he's not intimidating him. to us anymore because now we've had a few times with him, yes. most of the people in the room. So people went up with notes trying to perfect the perfect pitch for Kevin. And, yeah. and the, the most common critique that, that folks got in that room is stop, put away your notes, talk to me like a person, 
if I was just sitting across from you at coffee, what would you tell me about your business? And then they could do it with it with ease. It was no big deal. Yeah. There, there was, but put away your notes. Yeah, the, the gentleman that went in front of us has this, a, a tennis... Tournament. Yeah, a tournament in a package. Yeah. And in, that... And his pitch is perfect. Once he put the notes away. Well, okay, his... his I, don't, I don't want to say his pitch, his... His come on, his yeah. mm-hmm. his headline is perfect. A- Work fifteen days a year and make whatever forty thousand dollars. It was like, well, why didn't you just start with that? I know. <laughs> and and what's funny is that he's talking about his prime target marketer coaches, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm I'm we're okay. So picture this: he's Kevin and and James are at one side of a room. Figure it's like a thirty feet across room. When you're pitching, you're in the middle. And then if you're on deck, you're at the other side of the room. So we're behind him. He's between us and them. And I'm starting to... I it's, it's Our turn is next, right? And I started getting totally out of my head and into this head. I'm thinking, no, dude, you should be selling this to nonprofits who could put on <laughs> tournaments. And you should sell this to schools who can put on tournaments. And I'm starting thinking of all and of day these... Camps. All, yeah, day camps. <laughs> all of these other target markets. And all of a sudden, I thought, oh, we're next. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I had to, okay, wait, back in, you know, uh, what's the, the term? And, and I'll get hakalau, get back into focus. Right. Uh, because you know, Sharon and I, because Sharon and I do this together, uh, when we present, we present together, we can't just wing it. We have to know pretty much who's going to talk what. Um, and in this case, Sharon had, I said, okay, you start and I will pick up and fill in whatever you, you know, whatever you don't fill in. So ours, I thought, went really smooth. They give you a minute, and we went 59. I was watching the clock, 59.8 seconds. I'm like, yeah, baby. So <laughs> We got some nice feedback. Yeah. We got some positive feedback, and we got some nice you know, and, comments. Yeah, and one of the, one of the uh, I'll share this. Uh, when I talk about when someone's hiring, when you hire us, and I, th- people always use the, uh, for the price of a Starbucks cup of coffee. And I just get so sick of hearing that, that I tried to come up with a different analogy. And, and for us, really to hire us for a year, it, it does cost about what you, it would cost to have a part-time average receptionist. It, it really does. And I used that in our pitch, and James kind of picked up the coffee cup and said, you know, (laughs) I don't really know how much it costs to have a part-time average receptionist. But see, I'm trying to paint a picture of an average, for an average low-level employee, you get. So maybe we need to use, if if we're not going to do the coffee thing, um, then maybe we use uh, a virtual assistant instead, because more, if, if. We're talking to a solopreneur or, or someone like that because more of them know what that is. Yeah, although what I found, a lot of them don't know how much a virtual they assistant. Don't. So I don't know if that's if that's, that's any better. Any better? I think anyone can pretty well figure out what the receptionist at you know the part time receptionist makes. The uh, so maybe maybe not. We'll we'll have to think on it. So this was this this is the the was the process of the pitch. I, I have one other thing. To add okay. before you switch topics. Okay. So on a on a on a person person personality level, yeah. Kevin is so approachable. Absolutely. Like he, 
oh my God, we're in the room with Kevin Harrington. And when he's doing his shtick, mm-hmm. sorry if you're listening, Kevin, because um, he probably wouldn't like me to use the term shtick, but you know, when he's doing his thing. When he's discussing how he, he works. Or his system. Whatever, yeah, yeah. His, his thing. Got it. Then he's still, you know, in the Kevin Harrington persona. Yeah. And I, I just didn't find him that approachable. But during the interview process, oh my yeah. God, he's so approachable. He's Absolutely. just he's just a guy with, I mean, with a ton of knowledge and a perfect interview style. He's, but he's, he is really good. But he's good. just a guy. Yeah. He's just, he was, it was awesome. And, and then when you asked him the question, too, because he doesn't share that part of his... I'm, I'm on his list, so I well, get his emails. Here's, but, he doesn't share that part of his story. He goes from, I resurfaced mm-hmm. driveways straight yeah. to, I'm a shark, without that in-between So here's thing. here's why I asked... Uh, oh, yeah, that was great. It, it was question and answer. And let, me, I'll, let me let you in on, on why I did this, and you can do this, too. You should you should put this in your back pocket. Uh, so we're in, a, in an audience... I don't know, 50 or so in the room. And it's question and answer for Malin- James Malinchek and Kevin Harrington. And most of the questions that were being asked all had to do with the process of a pitch. And James was, was since it's his room, was answering most of them. And Kevin would add a tidbit here and there. So we're in the front row. We're all, and Kevin is, I don't know, 10, 15 feet away from us at the most. And I wa- I'm watching him, and I look at him. He checks his watch a couple times, and I'm thinking, you know, he's. Do I have to be here? Exactly. <laughs> That's going to be said. Why am I up here? So I thought, okay, we're going to be interviewed by him later. I want to stand out in the crowd, so that when it's our turn to chat with him, we've already broken the ice a little. So I thought, what question can I ask him that James cannot answer? So that was why I asked. So how did you know you? How did you know you were Kevin Harrington? <laughs> how did you know how to pick the right product? A product that was going to sell a lot versus another. What was the background? And and he started answering, and I, and I pushed just a little. I asked the follow up. No, but what what were you doing? You know, were you an were you an ad agency? I mean, what was it? And he said, "Oh no, I was a business broker, and I had been selling it." And so, and then we got to hear that. So that was the point. Was a, I wanted to get more knowledge about him and what he does, uh, and B, I knew that we would be seeing him up close and personal, one on one basis, and I wanted to break that ice. So, yeah, that when you're when you're in the audience, think of a question that. What question are they? Do they generally not get, or that? can only be specified for them. Yeah. <clears throat> that is, I guess, the the biggest, going back to what you first asked me, what was my biggest segue, was his 10 points of a pitch, of the perfect pitch. Yeah. Which, yes, yeah, some of them we already knew, but um, but not laid out in that format. I, I would have to go back to that format if I was going to try to make sure that we were doing the perfect pitch. I would yeah. want to look back at Kevin's 10-point notes. And, and not all of them are applicable, but, but most of them. And not all of them could you do in a minute, or a three minute necessarily. But well, he said if you if you yeah. have a minute, you pick one. If you have three minute, you pick you know two or three. Um, and one of the one of them is is testimonials. But he broke that into into five different categories. You know, including um, clinical studies. You know, do you have the numbers that prove it? Uh, media yeah, coverage, testimon- yeah. uh, testimonial. You know, client. So it that was that was interesting in that. 
we always tell people, you know, get as many testimonials as you can, but that this gave, gives us another way of del- you know, taking that deeper. So we'll be able to share that with our clients a little. Um, well, and you have in the past. You, yeah, you've, of course. One of the ways that, that you advise clients when they're stuck on their one-minute intro mm-hmm. is to, to use a quote from a client. Use a testimonial quote from a, a client of yours instead of yeah. saying yourself what you do. So it sort of do, does did sort of dovetail on stuff that we've taught before, but... Um, it was just in a different package. Yeah, it was it was quite great. And if if you've watched Shark Tank, one of one of those ten is <laughs> know your numbers. Yeah, <laughs> and, and well, it that's is. why he's the original shark. <laughs> well, and it's true. And, and it's it's always very true. You know, if you're or if you're selling your product to somebody else, yeah, yeah, you have to know the numbers of what you're going to be able to do for somebody. Right. And that's that that's really important as well. So that was quite. Oh, it was a great great time i i love that we are able to spend time learning you know when you think of it we got into town tuesday night wednesday we spent we we, we did three workshops on wednesday right. yeah we taught three different workshops yeah, yeah. and you know, it's the it's the old um god give you two eyes and two ears because you're supposed to listen and 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 look more than you speak. So having a couple of days, you know, day and a half, listen, you know, taking notes and and learning, even though some of it, quite a bit of it, um, we've gotten from James before, but looking at it another way and, and getting it in that in a small room. I mean, having having Kevin Harrington in that up close and personal time space uh, is quite awesome. By the way, he gave Sharon his email address. So, his personal. That's kind of cool. Yeah, connect with me. Okay. <laughs> Let's do that. Apparently, he, he wants to come golf in Sedona. Why not? I don't oh. know why not. I think he should. Absolutely. I look forward to meeting his wife. <sighs> so, <laughs> so that's what we've been up to. And I didn't even look at the, where are. Let me see where we are. Know. You know, I didn't look to see what time it was when we started. Yeah, it's okay. It keeps track on the on the task cam recorder. Wow, we're about eighteen minutes in. Okay. <sighs> okay, so let's uh, let's go. Are there, do we have anything on calendar we should let everybody know about? Um. Oh, you know what? Here's what's on calendar. If you're listening to this. This week, and and this is the week of April 23rd of 2018, uh, favor time, uh, the marketing checklist uh, three, the hows and wives of social media, it's coming out this Saturday, Woo-hoo! and it's open, the, the Kindle is open for pre-sales now, would very much appreciate you going and spending 99 cents, uh, what you get for that 99 cents, honestly, uh, is a hell of a lot more than ninety nine cents worth of book. Um, uh, when you when you invest in the book, you get a link to a website we've set up that has a year supply of social media content, and you also get the a six hour social media training that Sharon and I did here uh, with a few people, just teaching them all the ins and outs of social media. And once you purchase the book, you get a link to that. So uh, it's all, it, in fact, the, the link is in the book. It's on the book. Uh, 
you get to go to that and get all the content for 99 cents. It's a pretty good deal. And we, we're trying to hit bestseller status. I, I did a little looking on what we're going up against since it's a marketing book. We got to get up way high into the numbers to hit bestseller in the marketing, man. You got to you got to be one of the top 3,000 books or something. It's just... Well, given that GKIC is in the middle of selling themselves, they're probably not launching a book this weekend. Yeah, but there's some. Other, <laughs> I looked at so there. There are several books that are in the in the four digit numbers. So we've we really got to get up there. That's, to hit number one, there is going to be a bear. Okay. I know. Shoot. Oh well. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, I have several different stories to, you, to, that we want to cover. All sorts of cool stuff. So. We will be back in a few minutes. Don't go away. Well, why would you go away? You're listening to The Marketing Checklist. Everybody knows that when Dorothy hit town in Oz, the first thing she had to do was figure out how to not get blamed for that dead witch under her house. Since that witch's sister made Dorothy a target market of one, Miss Gale decided it was time to hightail it out of there. But where to go? Luckily, she was put on the right path, a yellow brick path, which brought her exactly to the person who could help her. If you're wondering where we at Uloft Creative Marketing Solutions are going with this, you need to decide. In this story, are we making you Dorothy? Are Sharon and Hank Uloft of Uloft Creative the path you need to follow to increase sales? Is the wizard your target market? That would have been too easy. In this story, your competitors are wearing the red and white striped socks. Your business is the house and Ulof Creative is the tornado that helped you land perfectly on top. And then every munchkin paid to take the tour through Dorothy's house because it was such a special place and she drastically increased sales. The rest? It's all just a fairy tale. We would like to invite you to see how our tornado operates. Go to boxfullofmarketing.com. That's boxfullofmarketing.com. Take a free marketing assessment, and we will also give you a free phone evaluation to get you on the right road, yellow brick or otherwise. We are going to take you over the rainbow and teach you to avoid the flying monkeys who want to steal your dog. I mean sales. Go to boxfullofmarketing.com and you will see. And the best thing? Just like Dorothy, it costs you nothing to get to the Emerald City. Uloft Creative Marketing Solutions. Your small business made bigger. Holy crap! No wonder you left Los Angeles. That's the first thing we hear 87% of the time when someone opens the door to the Sedona Marketing Retreats workroom. How are we ever going to get our marketing plan done? Is the second. But that's the secret. The Red Rocks of Sedona, Arizona are one of the magical places on Earth. And at 4,000 feet, it's one of the best climates too. Imagine the mind-clearing experience of gliding into the sky on a daybreak balloon ride and take a leisurely stroll among billion-year-old red rock formations. It all helps to put your business into perspective. And that is how we put your comprehensive marketing plan together in just three and a half days. We know marketing is a science of choice, and our marketing plans help your clients easily choose you. Check us out. Go to SedonaMarketingRetreats.com and get your free marketing tools tip sheet and sign up for our 14-day marketing mini-training. SedonaMarketingRetreats.com Use the power of Sedona to achieve a business breakout. Welcome back. 
to the Marketing Checklist. And now, here are your hosts, Hank and Sharon Uloff. Those are some great ads. Uh, you know, I forgot to give the link for for the book. Uh, Oops. Simple. MarketingMarketingMarketing.com. And if something goes wrong and that link doesn't get forwarded, just go to Amazon, look up Uloff, Y-U-L-O-F-F, uh, and it's the Kindle version of the hows and whys of social media, the Marketing Checklist 3. Speaking of social media, you have stuff about social media. I do. I have... Um a summary of Neil Patel's 10 outdated but commonly used social media tactics that you should ditch. Okay, what are they? Okay, number let's one. See, let's see if I'm doing any. Number one, links, links, and more links. So posting links to your content, hoping that it'll get more likes is a thing of the past. I, You know, I'm posting links to get them to go to the website. <laughs> I know. I'm not doing it for likes. I'm doing it for them to go to a blog. I understand, but you're looking, well, yes, you're looking for them to click, but uh, some uh, of them want you, some of them do it to get a like on their post. Not even, no reason to. You know what I got the most likes on uh, in the last two days? No. I put a meme up that congratulated Dave Pratt on 500 shows. And I tagged him. Well, so that's a thing. It got got shared. It got shared by like 16 people that are friends of his. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and my likes were like 60-something, 70-something. So tagging tagging other people that are more famous than you. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But actually, um, Neil's uh, uh, tip is yeah. instead to find out what's trending and write about that. And there are tools that you can use to, to see what's trending, um, both on Google and on Facebook. Okay. Just, just ask them, and they'll tell you what's trending. Um Tip number two is um, same content, different platforms. Hmm. So, and we've talked about this before, is that each platform wants you to play natively. Meaning you don't just say it, share it from one to one, but you upload it... Uniquely. Uniquely to each platform. Yes. It takes more time. It does take more time, and sometimes you have to tweak it for that platform's culture, right? You mm-hmm. can't just take your really long Facebook post and just put it on Twitter because Twitter's only 280 characters. So you have to tweak it for that culture. Or if you're doing something on Instagram with, with 47 different freaking hashtags. Well, see, that doesn't work. He doesn't say this, but by the way, that doesn't work anymore. God. So yeah, it, you can use up to 30 hashtags on Instagram, but, but now, oh, now it's, God, that's yeah, annoying. people are agreeing with you that it's annoying. And so three. See, I was right. <laughs> Just takes the world a little time to get caught up. <laughs> okay. Number three is writing about what you want. So this is part of what we talked about actually earlier in the show and what we learned last week is you have to write about what they want. What is your ideal client looking for? Got it. And write about what they want. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Number four, uh, black hat social media tactics. They don't work. Um, So what that means is don't buy likes and followers. Be organic. Okay. Right? That's kind of a duh. Um, How do you buy likes? How do you buy followers? You don't want to know. Okay. You You don't need to know. Don't do it. It's bad for you. Okay. (laughs) But what if somebody wanted to do it? Don't do it. I'm not teaching them how to do bad things. It's not helpful. Okay. Don't do it. Fine. But they'd like you more. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) No, they wouldn't because it wouldn't work for them and then they'd just be annoyed. Okay. Uh, Number five. So following to be followed. That used to work. 
it doesn't work anymore. So the Genesis song, Follow You, Follow Me, is not applicable? Um, yeah. Sure. Follow you, will you follow me? I will. No? Uh, no. Okay. Don't do that. Um, the reason that doesn't work That's anymore, from the end, then there was three albums. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Out. Sure. Uh, you could tell me, you know. It's a rather depressing album, actually, when you, when you listen well, to it. Well, see, words. don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't be depressed. Okay. Um, the reason that doesn't work anymore is that uh, you you may have heard about all sorts of bots that just that follow and do terrible things when they start to learn what you post. So people have gotten more weary about following people that follow them because they may not be a person that may be a bot. Yes. So the, t- the trick is to be authentic. Yes. So if you're going to follow someone, follow them organically because you really want are interested in what they have to offer, not because you want them to follow you back. They might, but that's that should not be the reason that you follow them. Uh, number six, impersonal automated thank you messages. Yeah, don't do that either. We mm-hmm. go back to number five, be authentic. Um, you can use bots. They're, they're terribly helpful. Um, but if you're just using the template... Emphasis on the word terribly. <laughs> uh, don't, just don't use their template, right? Tweak it so that it's your voice and your personality that comes through. So be authentic. Number seven, giving out all the goodies at once. Creating content is not about creating new high-quality content every single time. It's about getting the high-quality content you already have to the right audience. Some readers might prefer email. Others will engage with your blog, etc., etc., etc. So you don't you don't need to content. There is so much content being created that no to just continue to create content without being strategic and using what you already have. Um, is it, is it a service not only to you, but also to your um, readers and uh, consumers? Okay. Uh, number eight, throwing a sales pitch at your audience. <laughs> That's not to say you can't is that, sell. Is that anything like throwing a fit? Throwing a fit. Uh, and it's not to say they won't buy from you, but if it's not connecting with your ideal client, then you've failed. Mm. So you need to make that connection first. And then, you know, occasionally throw something out. But if you're pitching, 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 you're uh, probably tuning them out. Okay, number nine. Thinking organic traffic will make you rich. (laughs) Sadly, this is no longer the case. To reach a wider audience, you will need to pay to play. Meaning? Ads. Oh, damn. Yep. You will have to craft and get good buying ads. But they have to be ads that convert, right? You're not going to just buy an ad just for the heck of it and throw a bunch of money out the window. So you're going to do it, be strategic, test it. If it's not working, take it down, tweak it, tweak one thing, try again. Okay. Uh, number 10, uh, only publishing text and image-based content. What should you be doing instead? I don't know. What? Video, video. Oh, video. <laughs> <laughs> If our audience Silly isn't tired of hearing us talk about video, 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 you know, and I have, so I have an article, I have an article over here. It says it's ten video metrics that'll help you establish return on investment. Well, that must be the next article then. <laughs> Although I was, I had a couple of other ideas, but yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. That was a, a great article. Helpful.
That's a that is really good. Neil is always good and lengthy. It's amazing <laughs> that I can short it up a little bit. <laughs> um, okay, so since you you talked about video, uh, ten video metrics that'll help you rest- establish return on investment. You know, I always look for more articles and information on video, uh, just because it's so important. Um, by the way, I got everyone say pause. 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 <laughs> um, in I was thinking during. Oh, no. I don't know. Think don't it think it hurts the ball club. Um, in the the workshop we just taught, mostly inexpensive ways to market your business. Oh yeah. Video isn't in that one. Interesting. Yeah, we need. There's there's one of the twenty I want to pull out and put video in. Okay. Well, we're to, doing that one again next month. Hence. We're going to switch it around. Okay, unpause. That wasn't that you were supposed to pause the audio. No, that wasn't. No, don't. Pause in the discussion. Yeah, Ed, don't. We still have one more break, Ed. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, broadly speaking, all video marketing will be looking to do one of three things. Build brand awareness and trust. increase, Increase sales. And number three, educate and inform your customers and potential customers. Um, there's going to be some of those overlap because those are really broad objectives. So you might, you first have to define what you want to achieve. Uh, if you plan to produce content that targets all three, uh, then think about how you can segment your content and assign a weight to each metric accordingly. So here are 10 essential video marketing metrics that fall into one of the three broad categories. Okay, the first category, measuring reach and retention. Uh, first metric is views. How many people? How many people are watching it? Um, now it gives you a basic idea of how many people are clicking play to your content, but that's really about it. Uh, the play rate gives you more context by dividing views by unique and, and returning web page visitors um, by showing what proportion of visitors clicked play on your video. Uh, this metric is a strong indicator of the effectiveness of various elements. Uh, such as video thumbnail, accompanying text, and page positioning. Still doesn't tell you anything about engagement, though. Uh, And number three is watch time. Uh, Unlike views and play rate, watch time hints an engagement level. Uh, It's a far more valuable metric in establishing ROI. Uh, If you have a video that, well, a thousand people watched it, but only ten of them watched more than five seconds, then you've got, you, you have a watch time challenge. Um, by monitoring how long people are watching it, you can conclude how many are, are actually seeing your call to action, of course, depending on how far in the video that shows up. Uh, and one of the reasons when you're doing a call to action, you might want to put it up front, you know, find out a, a sneaky way to put it up front. Mm. Um, for example, we are going to show you the best $17 marketing blob thing in the world. And now I'll show you how it works. And I know how much it is now they get to watch. Okay, number two, or B, measuring engagement is the second of the, the big three um, objectives. Okay, you measure that by the number of shares. That's social media shares are one of the most obvious and, and easiest ways to track it. Um, but advertising, promotion, and public relations also have to be taken into account to accurately establish relative success. A video that's been shared a thousand times may appear more successful than one that's been shared a hundred times, but if you've pumped significant sums into promoting the former 
and nothing into the latter, then the results aren't necessarily going to be cut and dry. I would rather have a hundred people um, share it right after they bought it than a thousand people share it that nobody bought it. Uh, number the second one in there, number five, um, comments and feedback. So far, you know, we've talked about just things we can count, but there's a significant road uh, role for qualitative data. The commentary and feedback that you get on your videos can vary wildly. Um, high praise to, to nasty critique. So if you consolidate the feedback information and try and gauge a general sentiment, uh, that can be useful to assess how your content was used. Uh, and the third one in the measuring engagement, backlinks. Um, good brand films will travel, whether it's through social media shares or links uh, onto blogs or forums or other platforms. And backlinks are a strong ranking signal to search engines like Google and YouTube. So although getting backlinks might not be your goal, it's a strong indicator of what's going on. And the last one in that middle section are, are heat maps. Um, the avail availability of heat map software uh, will depend on where people are, are viewing your video and your choice of hosting platform. Okay, the third is goal tracking. And there's, there's three more metrics under goal tracking. Um, and that's the click-through rate, which is, okay, they're watching it, but do they click through to your website or they click through to the sales page? Uh, that's, that's the real, that's the number we want. We want a strong CTR. Uh, next is sales and inquiries. Okay, after they've clicked through, I mean, ultimately the purpose of all marketing is to increase inquiries and sales so in order to measure your return on investment uh, any increase in sales should be tracked and uh, last on that uh, oh by the way um, you can check all this in your Google Analytics in the back of your WordPress website uh, and the last one the last of the the ten metrics um, a B testing it's it's not really a metric but it's a way of of seeing testing two different things, uh, two different offers. You could do the, shoot the same video twice with a different offer uh, and see which one clicks. It's kind of the same as doing any of your, uh, any of your ads. Um, which one is going to develop the highest click-through and that's the one you go with more. All right, we're going to take our second break and we'll be back after that. You're listening to The Marketing Checklist. Fifteen years ago, Helene Karad had a bad experience with a brake mechanic. She left his shop and the car would not stop. It was not the first time this sort of thing had happened, so Helene decided to do something about it. She opened her own repair shop to make sure that others were treated with respect and professionalism. You can experience her brand of expertise at 360 Automotive in Cottonwood, Arizona. At 360 Automotive, Helene will work with you directly to make sure your vehicle is fixed right at a fair price and that it's the kind of place you will send all your friends. Whether you need a pre-check for a used car or keeping your brakes cooling and electrical systems at factory standards 360 automotive is the best place to bring your car check them out at 360autoaz.com computer issue 360autoaz.com not sure what the warning light means 360autoaz.com want a three-year 36,000 mile warranty on all repairs 360autoaz.com speak to helene directly at 928-641-6850 for 360 automotive in cotton would. Capturing the attention of your audience is the first step in making the sale. Whether you've invited clients to an open house, are exhibiting at a trade show, or holding a sales meeting for employees, you need your audience to magically pay attention to your message. 
So why not use magic to do just that? Glendoff the Magician is a business person's magician. Using comedy, misdirection, and sleight of hand, Glendoff the Magician weaves your message into every presentation, making your product the star. Think of a card. If it isn't the ace of sales, call 323-207-0877. Glendoff will entertain, amaze, and astound. All while helping you press to digitate your message into the top hat of your clients' minds. Call today. 323-207-0877. Welcome back to the Marketing Checklist. And now, here are your hosts, Hank and Sharon Uloff. You know, we bought a new URL that I was going to share. We did. Yeah. If we ever wanted to change the name to the Marketing Hour, we own the marketinghour.com. Oh, okay. I know. I kind of like that. Hmm. I don't want to go. I don't want to go into the discussion, but that's a. It's one to have. Sure. Yes. Let's remark. Let's remarket the name of our show. Let's not. Now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you had cool some cool and article stuff. I did. Um, this guy. Uh, shoot. Well, I have his name. I don't know what the site was, but this, John Smith. No, Jason Sparrow. Jack Sparrow's cousin? S P E R O. Oh, Sparrow, not the bird. Excuse okay. me. He wrote an article on why a progressive web, he uses the term web app, website might be better than having an app. App. And since we met some lovely ladies um, over the weekend that want to launch an app, and we've learned that it will, they need to invest about $10,000 in order to build an app. Oh, we, I got a call from, exactly. from um, it's a great day to sue.com. Bob Epstein, attorney at law, uh, wants to connect us with one of his clients that wants to create an app. And some rinky dink developer <laughs> threw out a number that he was going to be spending $150,000 in development costs and wanted 30, 40% of, of the profit yeah. for X amount of time. And I was like, are you bloody well kidding? She ought to just sell the idea to somebody else. He he thinks he's Mister Wonderful. I know that's just ridiculous. It's such it's such. It, they're not spending one hundred fifty, one hundred fifty grand to build an app. She must. What is she doing? Rebuilding Amazon? I mean, that's ridiculous. I don't, yeah, I don't know. So okay, so instead of doing that, you can tell we're a big fan of apps. They might want to consider using a what's called a progressive web app, but it's a progressive website. So they were first introduced in 2015 because they use less data than a regular mobile app. And they first took off in the emerging markets that didn't have as high internet connectivity as we do here in the States. Mm -hmm. But now they're taking off like everywhere. Um, And the reason they're taking off everywhere is exactly what you always point out is in order for someone to use your app, they have to go to the app store and download the app and make sure that they have enough room on their smartphone to go download the app. And if not, then they have, is there anything that I could delete first? It's this whole process, right? I I have a whole bunch of apps, but the ones I use all the time, my Facebook one, um, my, you know, my link to Chrome, uh, Major League Baseball, especially during baseball season. And I've got three different news outlets. I have a voice recorder and, oh, Bubble Pop. God, I love Bubble Pop. 
Oh, I love Rubble Pop. I'm so addicted to that game. And don't laugh. It's not my fault. I'm addicted to. It. I don't even know where I how I got addicted to it. I think you showed it. To I me. did. It, it was is my fault. But all of the but all of the other apps that are on here. Well, let's see. iHeartRadio. I listen when we're in the middle of the Arizona desert and there's no radio except for Mexican stations that are I don't understand and religious stations that I don't really understand um, <laughs> or want to but those are those are about the only ones every now and then I'll use the QR code reader but I have a supermarket app here that I don't use I have the IMDB app on here but that I rarely use so I, what are the chances that, that oh I have the Zippo lighter app <laughs> when, when somebody you know just so I can flick it open like doggone it didn't flip yeah. like that if you might have heard that. And then it, it lights up. Uh-huh. And then I go. I hear so many apps. Like that. So. Uh, I just downloaded another one. I, a friend I, of ours started a new one, so I went and looked it up to see what it was. You know, I. it, it truly has to be an app I'm going to use all the time if, I'm, if it's going to make it to my phone. I, if, well, you know, and how many get deleted, right? We think, oh, we think I'm going to use them. And then, oh, we're going to try another one, but I have to make room so something is deleted. You know, apps, apps to me are kind of like that, the Swiss Army knife. Like we own, you know, the Swiss Army knife and you can pull out whatever marketing tactic in that marketing Swiss Army knife you want. But how, you know, how many blades am I actually, you know, <laughs> actually going to pull out? Even on a Swiss Army knife, I don't want one that's, you know, more than a th- an inch thick because then it, it gets bulky in my pocket. So... I don't get the one that has the spoon, but I might get the one that has you know, the spork. Fascinating. They do paste. So what is a person to do instead? I don't know, babe. Tell me. <laughs> what is a person to do? A progressive web app slash site. So the, here's most people have come across this when they think of Twitter light. Okay. So not, not the main Twitter site, not the Twitter app, but Twitter light. You it know, takes up less than a megabyte, saves up to 70% on data, and loads 30% faster. You know, you mentioned Bubble Pop, and now I have that app open. Tisk, tisk, tisk. So the, talking, I have a really good game going. The article gives some other one, other examples, but most of them are foreign, so you don't really care. Um, uh, shoot, lost my place. It's okay. Um, we'll wait. <laughs> on Android devices... Users can be re-engaged with push notifications such as offers and reminders, much like in an app. I got a 514 score. Yeah, sorry. I'll close it. <laughs> you know, I don't play. No, um, you don't. But you do read. Your, you do get on your phone, and you are reading what I'm talking. <laughs> but I don't interrupt you with random things. <laughs> So you can do push notifications to those folks that actually are interested in your business, just like you would on an app, but instead of something they have to download, it's a light version of your site. That's cool. Um, and you can save the icon to your phone's home screen, just like you might an app, which I think really is your Chrome, that you gave the Chrome example. I think yeah. that's really a PWA. I don't think you actually had to go to the Play Store to download an app. I think it's, um, it's, a, it's an icon saved to your home screen that's um, a light version. Okay. Um, and then if you, you could, they don't have to work separately. 
So you could have a PWA for folks that don't know that you exist yet. And hmm. then you can move them in your sales funnel to download an app once they're fully engaged and really want to to work with you in that way. So they don't they don't have to be one or the other, really. Um, it's but it might be a better way to get started and see if you really need it. So here's here is an example that of something that might um, you might actually know. So Alibaba, the the quote Chinese. Amazon yeah. of yeah of, of the Asia world. So most people have heard of that. The world's largest online business to business trading platform saw a seventy six percent rise in conversions and four time higher interaction rate after it upgraded its mobile site to wow. a PWA. Um, and then they gave another stat for Lancome. I'm not going to bore you with that. Um, so that that push thing, though, is like is really um, really a key to because most businesses that want an app yeah. versus a, just a mobile version of their site, they want it because of that push notification. So if you do a PWA, you you get that. Um, even if that if it's not running, um, rather than making people download your app, and consumers have a higher expectation for apps than for mobile sites, so the interface should be responsive and designed app-like and fast, even if the internet connectivity is low. Hmm. I don't now, and I don't know from this is it, how the cost differs. Yeah, that would be that would be something a question for our web developers. If or the gonna, app check. Yeah. We haven't had carry on in a while. We should get carry on. Carry most carry ons are free. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she tickled herself. I did. <laughs> Too bad Ed's not listening. Ed would be amused. Ed is listening. He's not, but not a, listening. not yet, not at the moment. Yeah, he has that little thing that that does it without him actually listen. So he misses some of the fun stuff. You know, if we were quiet for like ten seconds, he'd one <laughs> and then talk spoken, and you wonder what the heck was going on. But we're not going to do that. No. What else do you have? Anything? Anything cool? Um. Well, I have other things, but n n no, you should take a turn. I, oh, I know you have other things. I really do, and, so. and some of it's, you know. Um, I have a telemarketing sales rule question. I have 10 people you need in your network, but what I really want to talk about um, is that 20 years ago, Harvard Business Review published a, a groundbreaking article. It's called Welcome to the Experience Economy. And it argued that in the coming years, like now, companies <laughs> that deliver the best overall customer experience would best be able to differentiate their offerings and charge a premium price for them, leading to growth and success for their company. Um, and it, I guess the article is considered groundbreaking because <laughs> it came true. Uh, our job as marketers is to create a very positive customer experience. Um, companies like Zappos and Nordstrom, by the way, there's no S at the ends of Nordstrom. Uh, <laughs> it's possessive. Yeah, Southwest Airlines and um, I don't know USAA. Uh, 
you know, when you look at their ads, I'm I'm USA Insurance for Life kind of that's their that's their thing. Um, they're delivering outstanding customer experiences uh, has led to you know industry leading growth for them. But all that momentum has recently slowed down uh, after a continuous upward march that started in '97. Uh, the American Customer Satisfaction Index, which measures Aggregate average customer experience satisfaction reports that it's seen no growth beyond the level that it hit in the fourth quarter of 2015. Um, so how can it be that despite continued investment in technology and training and all that stuff, companies have hit a wall? Uh, there are uh, Rick Parrish, who's a, a, an analyst for Forrester Principal, um, has come up with two reasons that can cause you to hit that wall, and we want you not to do that. Um, number one is not keeping up with rising customer expectations. Consumers don't compare a company's customer experience against their competitors. Uh, they don't, you know, you don't compare um, how you did at McDonald's to Denny's. No. You just don't. It's how do you do compared to, you know, the experience is compared to all against all customer experiences to, to delivered across all industries. So. It, how you do your in other words you're really competing against everybody in their in their customer service uh, you know we Sharon and I at the beginning of this uh, podcast talked a little bit about the Airbnb we stayed at and you know uh, we've stayed at two now and we're not we're not going to stay go back to either of them because they're just you know <clears throat> they didn't do it right nope you know, I don't know if they're open for feedback Probably not. So the experience delivered by a few leaders uh, fuel expectations that most companies are having a hard time fulfilling. So because there are, you know, it's the, the teacher's pad in customer service, <laughs> the one that brings the apple to the, to the teacher, uh, the rest of us have, you know, have to keep up. Um, hey, you know, when Netflix offers the consumer suggestions for other shows they might like, you know, that kind of is a cool thing when Amazon says, you know, other people that have bought this, that have bought this have also bought this. That, we're kind of getting used to that in ma many platforms now. Absolutely. Um, you know, we we did a, a promotion with one of our clients. That's uh, he's a promotional product distributor, and he said, look, you know, if you if you buy a second product, you get it at this discount. As long as you're trying us, let's try something else. So the second reason uh, is that hitting an operational wall past the low-hanging fruit. So when starting out on a customer service journey, most companies will first find the major breaks in the customer's experience uh, and they'll fix those. And as time goes on, the company runs out of breaks to fix. And the next step to continue improving the consumer experience requires a core organizational change to support consumer experience gains. So the, the Forrester folk uh, observe that companies are finding it much more difficult to transition the organization to make consumer experience a strategic priority. Uh, best example in our world right now is that for the second time in five years, Sendout Cards rebuilt their entire site to make it more user-friendly uh, and to make the entire product easier to use and and um, more along the lines of what people expect. Uh, you know, they used to have a point system. When you bought cards, you really you bought points, and then you spent your points for cards, as opposed to 
I need a card. Here's my credit card. We're done. So now they the experience is here's my credit card and we're done. But they still charge way under what our competitors charge. So um, if you want to see the new system, you can go to ideserveitall.com and check it out. So, all right, um, that's all I've got for the day. Wow. And and we've gotten to the end. Holy cow. Well, you know. Happens to the best of us. I know. All right. So, uh, thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. And you've gotten, if you've gotten all the way to the end here, um, I'm going to make you a deal. If you buy the book this week, up through August, you have till April 28 of 2018. If you buy the House and Wise of Social Media Marketing Checklist 3 this week. On so, Kindle. On Kindle. So in other words, you, you've got to be one of the people that are downloading it the first week the show's out. So... No, that's not many of you. Of course, Lisa, that is you. You darn well better do it. Um, let's see. Let's offer. I'm going to give you. Um, oh, I'll give you two things. First, send email me at info at Uloft Creative um, a copy of your invoice that you bought it, and I'll send you back a um, hundred and fifty dollar coupon on a promotional product order, and. We'll send you a ticket where you can come the Thursday night to our our um, marketing boot camp. You can come the Thursday night and get us get you focused on your market. What else can we offer them? Let's give them something else because they already get thirty. They can already get thirty minutes on the phone with us. Right. What do we want to give them? Uh, uh, speakers. Ooh, no, I have a better one. Okay. Um, we'll look over your next blog and, and give you a critique before you post it. Oh, good, yeah. So that's only for this is only for radio people, and it's only for this week. So if you're listening to this after April 28, 2018. Um, sorry. Sorry. Pay attention to the next promotion. I know. It'll happen again. Next book will come out in September probably, so we'll, we'll do something then. So there's your there there's your assignment for the week. Go buy the book for 99 cents and get a year's worth of social media content and a six-hour training video. The quote for the day, stop being afraid of what could go wrong and start being excited about what could go right. Amen. You bet. Thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening to the Marketing Checklist radio show. To improve how you market and promote your business, register for your free marketing assessment and 30-minute follow-up focus call with your hosts, Hank and Sharon Uloff. Go now to freemarketingconsultation.com. That's freemarketingconsultation.com. Take the brief survey and you can choose your time to continue your conversation with the ULOFs. Why let your competitors be more successful than you? Reach new levels of your success at freemarketingconsultation.com. freemarketingconsultation.com. <laughs>